飯。Hello. Welcome back to the Nomadic Curiosity Podcast. It has been a long time. I feel like it's been like, honestly, it's probably been like like three months since. It's probably been about three months. I think it's been about six weeks, maybe. Time. Wait, no. Time. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, the <laughs> last one we did, I couldn't upload for some reason. It was too long. I think. Oh,、so、I okay. Like, I had to like break it up. I have to like cut it in half and then upload them into the file slot separately. It'll still be one, but I was too lazy and I just never got around to it. Okay, yeah, it's been a long time then. Yeah, it's been. Well, anyways, Dev is still、uh, he, he's still absent. He's on his own path at this time. So it is. Dev is, and... Dev is healing. Yes.、Oh. Yeah, and、uh, Kyan Taylor is back here with the uh, the. Extremely disturbing entrance he made with some of these、uh, immortal cell biological machines. We're like talking about tarot and stuff, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, check out this link. Here's a rabbit hole."、We'll、yeah, probably talk about that a little later. Yeah. <laughs> so, how you been? What you been up to? Well, I'm out.、Um, I moved to New Orleans.、Um, Uh, per request of my spirit guides, and、um, I'm making an album. And there's been a lot of ups and downs, and a lot of delays. Actually, I shouldn't say there's been a lot of ups and downs.、Um, I live a pretty,、uh, I guess, like since the pandemic, had I kind of gotten to like a rhythm of like just doing one thing all the time, and so. You could perhaps call them sharps and flats. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> sharps and flats. <laughs> <laughs> But、uh, in New Orleans, it can be kind of like sharks and rats. No, I'm joking.、Uh, I've really,、um, I've really been really fortunate,、um, and my producer、um, has taken me under his wing and kind of like showed me the best and brightest of the city. So. I've just been kind of having like a beautiful, fantastic,、um, you know, bohemian life out here while getting to create. And every delay、uh, ends up being a blessing. I get to refine. Well, I feel like I'm being funny right now. It's not been easy, bro. <laughs> like, here we go. It's Take not, the bandaid off. <laughs> yes, it's not been easy. It's not been easy, and I, I've had to like learn how to love.、Um, Like unconditionally,、uh, and I've had to like see myself, you know, flawed, and and like we just don't have the time to hold grudges, so we just keep on working, and every delay gives me an opportunity、uh, to refine stuff because I just w- want to do things like let's just get it done, let's get it done, let's get it done. But、um, this is a city where,、uh, oh man, I met this、uh, this guitarist.、Um, Who you know? He's like a guitarist, guitarist. So like Steve Vai will like be like, yeah, this guy inspires me or whatever. But he's kind of a character, and I didn't, I don't know who any of these guys are that I meet out here, and they end up being like really legendary、uh, people. And、uh, he comes up to me, he goes like, you kind of look like a smart guy. He just moved here. I go, yeah. He's like, I just want to give you, you know,、uh, the rundown on how things work in New Orleans. He goes, there are two speeds, slow and mildew. 
and um, that'll uh, that'll actually tie into kind of what I want to talk about with the hero's journey. You know, uh, we'll get to that later. But I've been making music and haven't been doing as many readings. But um, recently, I got commissioned to uh, do like a, a private course for a student of mine in Trinidad. Hello, Javon. Um, uh, and so I've been making this like you know two hour long long course on on the tarot and i was like this would be a good good episode to bring to the masses yeah I, all 48 of you i i really enjoy reading tarot i'm you know my comprehension of what each card specific meaning is doesn't get retained with me i still gotta go through the book uh i'm getting better with the major arcana though that one's pretty consistent throughout the decks i have like six different decks now and, like, you know, each deck kind of has its own little bit of symbolism that has, like, slightly differences in the readings. So, like, I've been kind of getting harder on that. So I feel like I can learn a lot from you in this uh, matter. The place yeah, that I get on. all my tarot cards is ran by, a, like, a, a like coven of witches, which is oh, actually really? kind of cool. And the one lady was like, oh, you know, I'm teaching a class on tarot and I was going to go. And then I, I don't know, I think I just, like, forgot to go on that day. It I, was, I felt so, like, bummed because I was really looking forward to learning how to read tarot from, from like, a school of witches. It would have been... <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. But now I can learn it from the, uh, the master himself. <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, I think we should... Um, we kind of... Uh, coordinated before the show but we're gonna um let's let's do like an oracle card exchange to get this ball rolling all right so like i read you you read me is that yeah. what we're doing here okay yeah. yeah well we're doing ours out of the uh nature's whispers guidebook that's uh angela hartfield and josephine walls deck uh, oh nice it's actually really amazing artwork it's really really in Really cool. Let's show you some of these. I know our listeners oh. can't see the video, but that's a beautiful, um, like lots of blues, purples, and greens. Oh yeah, very uh, soft. Mm-hmm. It's like, like Chris- reminds me of like how it says like nature's whispers. You ever see like like elementals art where it's like deep forest, but then it's like mixed with this like merging of like the spirit world and like this like almost like insane dreamlike reality. And I kind of capture that well in the artwork of it. There we go. I'll pick a number one through two. Mm, two. Okay, you got the Be Your Best Self Always card. Hmm. Looks like a, uh, it's a mermaid riding on the back of a seahorse, and they're very colorful. That's, uh, I'll just give you a little reading of what that is. So it's a check in with yourself, how you are feeling at this moment. Are you being the person you aspire to be? Remember that you determine how you feel. You are constantly choosing to feel the way you feel. 
It is understandable. We are all human, and there are times that we don't feel 100%. You drew this card to help you to remember to access the highest level of emotions now. Don't settle for less than you deserve. Do your utmost to achieve more, love more, and be your best. That's spot on. Yeah. So I'm going to do one for you. We're going to use the Secret Language of Light Oracle card deck. Ooh, for those who love are... the name. Yeah. And, um, yeah, why don't you pick a number between one and seven? Seven. I knew you were going to say seven. I felt that's what, it. That's, that, that's an industry trick. They See, always say that. No. Well, in my head, I heard seven, and then I'm like, nah, nah, I can't pick seven. But then I'm like, but that's what I picked. And I'm like, yeah, none of the other numbers feel right to me. <laughs> that's actually good, because I was thinking seven the entire time. I was joking about it being a trick. but Well, because, you know, the devil is six and God is seven, according to the right. Pixies. Oh, the yeah, I remember them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Visualize. Oh, shit. I'll try my best. So, actually, uh, okay, I'm going to actually read the thing. It's only fair. Okay. Okay, number 17. Visualize. So you pick number seven, and then you got card number 17, which one plus seven equals eight. It's just the next step, homie. Okay. (laughs) If you can dream it, you can create it. Your imagination is a magical superpower that develops the content look and feel of your life. You can use your inner vision to maintain or transform anything in your life. Visualization helps us to create a dream life without the perceived boundaries of the manifested world. To take your dreams out into the world, recall your vision of them as you meditate. Let the dream become a feeling that leads to a knowing that is so deeply ingrained it will become an automatic response. Through repetition, this response gains momentum toward the tipping point between vision and manifestation. Now that you are privy to this universal law, relax and enjoy the journey towards your desires. When a desire manifests in your physical life, a new desire will be born in your imagination and a fresh path will unfold. Hmm. Um, Let me see. I'm just going to, I'm not going to read the meditation, but I will read this. Uh, These are the inspired reflections and actions to help you visualize. You are creative. Everything you can dream, think about, and experience was and will be created by you. Blow bubbles and imagine each bubble is a desire or a dream. Choose a feeling for your dream or desire and place it into the bubble. Revisit that show orbs and remember what you were feeling in that moment. This feeling is linked to the path of least least resistance to your dreams. That's interesting. Intuitively, I'm just like feeling like you just have to... I think you're supposed to visualize what kind of lifestyle you want to live. Mm-hmm. And that 
like beyond like money stuff, like type of people you want to be around, the type of fabrics, you know. Gotta love the fabrics, man. Gotta love, gotta love the fabrics. <laughs> I never wore uh, nice designer clothes because the um, the fabrics always like made me itch. So I was always like wearing one of the softest of cottons. Like, yeah, I was like a thrift store corduroy bell bottoms for a little while. <laughs> I yeah. do not like corduroy pants. They just, Ugh. but. No, I, I like that card though because it kind of played in with how like some of the like uh, some of the like downloads that I've been getting lately, especially in terms of the uh, idea of repetition and manifestation, and then kind of forging the path for a new uh, way of life and stuff with uh, that. And I feel like it lays a good foundation for what the tarot might lay out too, because. That I have some issues with understanding what like like uh, appropriate desires or or what are my true desires versus what are like the go with false self <laughs> type of desires. You know what I mean? Though, like you know, yeah, cause it's like shit. You know, I, I get these desires, but it's like is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. Um. Well, okay. If we're talking like negative desire. See, I, I, I actually this is like where I'm like the most comfortable. Uh, in dealing like sh- like with the shadow work stuff, because I, I think I might have like uh, a little bit of OCD or something like that, the intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. But um, I luckily was never uh, like I've never stigmatized that, um, and I've always had like really really good friends. So we speak in code. But like I remember back in high school, we watched uh, American Psycho, and um, all of our friends for some reason just like to repeat stuff. And like through, once we saw this movie, we'd like when we were angry at each other, we'd be like, "You're a stupid bitch, and I want to play around with your blood," you know. It's like, oh, that's just means Poncho's frustrated, <laughs> you, know, you know. Like, but we would just like say that, and so, um, you know, you get to college, and I had to learn how to like turn that off. But um, you kind of develop your own little vernacular with your friend group. Yeah, you realize that doesn't translate well to. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot say that to the hot blonde at the bar, but, uh, um, but you know, as I got out of college and then like life started getting more stressful, it started like hearing like this like crazy shit, like just like vile, sh- like like oh, I just like I'll be like waiting in line, just trying trying to buy some lemon heads or whatever, and the line's really really long. It's kind of like being at the DMV where they're, you know, everybody's like being really sassy towards you and nobody wants to be there. And it's like, man, I wish I just had a gun and just could just mow down just so I can get to this cash register. And then it's like, okay, do I really want to shoot up this place? No. Like that's just the thought that popped in. But when I actually visualize, I can't even actually visualize myself like getting. It's like a grim curiosity, but with like an actual thought, like it's obviously you're not going to do that, but you like hear the thought and you're like, can't believe that thought actually came through my head like well the thoughts are trying to communicate something that's really not a sinister or basic like mm-hmm. the thought was just came up like in terms of like a rageful like ah, but really it was the saying like i just want to be uh, i just want to pay for my shit right now and leave mm-hmm. uh, you know and, it's um, a manifestation of impatience right is, right patience is a virtue my friend <laughs> they say it's a virtual help I never have to learn but um, yeah anyway sorry uh, <laughs> went on uh, um, 
I love doing uh, I love doing shadow work, but that's only because most of my that's like all my here. friends are like safe. Yeah, like, no, I, no. like I love like Carl Jung. Uh, he's kind of like started that whole first platform of like the shadow, and I got the Red Book, which he wrote while he was having like these. Uh, he's basically having um, what. Is, like neurotic uh, episodes, uh, psychotic fits of psychosis. And he wrote a book while he was in the fits of psychosis and then like kind of like studied it a little bit afterwards. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I didn't get too far in the book yet though, but <laughs> I had it for too long, but it is, it is very interesting and a little weird, but yeah, no shadow work. I love shadow work. But it really is painful sometimes. But I like right. to push myself into like the deepest of the deepest emotions and 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 just like hardest truths about myself. Or it's not always super easy. But like I I will like do some prayers and kind of ask for guidance or, or ask for like uh, opportunities or situations to arise that bring out the shadow, so that I can see it more clearly. Uh, which is a little dangerous game to play, <laughs> but yeah, love doing shadow work too. So, mm, right, yeah. Well, which kind of? Um, I mean, I guess we can. Is it cool if we segue into the uh, the tarot lecture? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's our platform, our our uh, conversation. We can go wherever we want. We start talking about. Uh, Vietnam, if you want. Okay, Nam. Uh, Nam was a very, very tough time for me. Um, I went to a Burger King in Nam. I asked for, um, you know, uh, a cheeseburger with no mayonnaise, and I get it. It was slathered in mayo. I'll never go back to Vietnam. <laughs> no, New Orleans is kind of like Vietnam. The, is it? Uh, yeah, the, the the climate. And they've like imported um, one of those palm trees. There's a lot of Vietnamese people here too, hmm. actually. Well, so we actually did talk about Vietnam, the tarot cards. Yeah, we can talk. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, here, here. All right. So I have the tarot of the spirit, which I actually really enjoy. This deck. I forgot that I had it. And then I just, like, pulled a random deck out, and I saw it. I was like, no way. So it's uh, I'm reuniting with it for this uh, podcast. Oh, really cool. Yeah. It's, it is a uh, very beautiful deck. Um, for the reading, there's a few different ways you could do it, right? Like, I mean, totally many different spreads and stuff. I usually try to go with like three card spreads and then build off of them if you want more clarity. Like, oh yeah. I used to do the one where it was like you, the first card you draw is like a the past of a situation, second card is a present, uh, like the present thing in the situation. That was too difficult. But I learned one where it's like just tell me a story in three cards and then mm-hmm. you can build off of there. So we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Sorry, the the cat just came in. I got like spooked. <laughs> Man, uh, here, this is the back of the deck. It's like black and oh, nice. uh, these are like the cards. Very 
here's a cool thing about the card too. I just want to show you this because like I'm excited. It comes with a transparent card. It has the tree of life on it, and it shows which oh. each card highlights certain energies. It's like a whole That's other amazing. way of reading it. It's it's intense. Uh, what deck do you have? Let's see. I have the Tarot of the Divine, a deck and guidebook. I, like the I don't box. know who made it though. Oh yeah, Yoshi. Yoshitani made this. Don't know who that is, but I'm grateful that this person made it. You're saying Yoshi's making tarot cards now? Yep. I remember when he's just eating apples. Yeah, yeah. Well, I switched them. Uh, I had him switch to mushrooms. This is what he came up with. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Do you believe in angels? Like, like, do you think that people, just like, like random people, like, are in your life and they just like just give you like a little message and then you never see them again? Like those type of people. Like, yeah, I think. Oh shit! Okay. When you asked that, these four cards like popped out, and I can't tell whether they're for you or me. But it's the, uh, I will talk about angels though. Page of coins, king of swords. Wow, that looks like, a, like a griffin almost. It looks like it's like butterfly wings on a, wow. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, the lovers and then the world. So I don't know if that's for you or me. I have really good vibes from that spread though. Yeah. Um, do I believe in angels? Yes. Um, well, there's different ways. I don't know. Angels, angles, archangels. Wait, angels. can I just say, tell you this? Right when you go, do I believe in angels? Literally four cards like shot out of my deck, like four exact cards. And then like, Are you I, I turned and then literally, uh, like, jeez, five more <laughs> shot to the other side, but. That's the way it goes. Yeah, let's see them. Uh, right, let me just. All right, so we got the chariot. Mm -hmm. These are for you. Wheel of Fortune. Mother Wind. Mm. Six of Fire Glory. <laughs> and those are the four cards that came out there, and. I'm not sure what these other ones are for, but we got the... I think I'm just going to add them in with that. The Eight of Fire, the Lightning Path. Mm. Um, the Magus, in reverse. Three of Wind Recognition in reverse. Aww. The Lovers in reverse. And One of Water Open Channel in reverse. Or, uh, upright. Okay, sorry. You can continue about the Angels thing. I just thought that was crazy. That four flew yeah. out of my hand right when you said that. Yeah. Um... 
Um, um, yeah, I think, um, I think, like, I think we're all each other's angels and demons, but I think we're, like, we can be placeholders for something that's beyond. Um, I think, kind of like in The Matrix, how, um, when Neo experiences deja vu, that's, like, the system automating its, um, like, refurbishing of its program or something like that. So I think there's like, I think there is definitely a world beyond um, this world where they operate. And I think they operate through human or, you know, just traditional 3D things that are already here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's no telling, um, you know, if they would incarnate temporarily or whatever. But I think if they did, the program would like autocorrect to them always being there. Like, kind of like GTA. Well, you ever played GTA 3, 4, Vice City? Or, yeah. Oh, uh, San Andreas is where I started. Okay. But you know. uh, I don't know if that's. The... Oh, no. But like, you know, um, you know how like GTA works. It's like, like the rest of the city isn't like there until you're like in that. Yeah, just the, like, frame of view is all that's generated, and when you change your frame of view, it's creating that everything else is just nothingness. Right. right. Which is, that that whole, like, that whole area is really interesting. Yeah. Like, for me, I feel like with angels, like, it's possible, like, in a very organic way, it's like, uh, our, maybe, like, some people are just very, like, they just happen to be right place, right time, right vibe, and they just kind of intuitively are channeling, maybe unconsciously or consciously, intuitively channeling guidance from an angel who puts mm. them in the right place, the right time, and nudges them to say the right thing or, or something. Like, you ever have that, like, weird, like, when you pull up at, uh, like, uh, off the highway or something, and there's, like, that guy standing there with the sign being, like, like, please help me. Like, sometimes where it's, like, super awkward, like, don't look at them. Sometimes you're like, I'm going to give that guy my bag of chips and some money. Yeah. I don't know why I chose that guy over the other, but I mean, like situations like that, we could just be you know, channeling angels or other people could embody that same energy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think for guys like that, because they're like, you know, homeless and, like, traumatized. I think they're, like, open channels for, like, anything to kind of come through. And mm-hmm. so, like, because your frequency is, like, what it is, like, them being the open channel, like, gives a chance for your guides or your angels to come through. You know? Because I've, mm-hmm. I've tested that where I've, like, tried to hang out with a guy extensively. <laughs> and then, like, then it, like, goes south. You, you, like after you, mm-hmm. after you get the message, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, I'm just gonna like hang, and then it's like, oh, all right, <laughs> so it's getting like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But for that, yeah, yeah. But for that moment, it's like you're filling the the container. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah, well, definitely. And maybe but I can think... get into like a little bit later. I'll get into like the specific as to why I asked it. I just wanted to ask that before this. But, okay. Uh-huh. That was a very synchronous, um, very synchronous event. Yeah. Indeed. I got four. You got four. I like the first four that you read me, and then the other four, I was like, oh, man. 
the first four, the other, again, we got a lot of reverse, but. It's not actually that bad, though. Yeah, the spirit of the terror, they're more of, like, perversions of the upright meaning rather than, like, opposites, I feel like. Yeah. So it's just, like, slightly different. Uh, also, like, sometimes the reverse meanings are, are not reversed. Uh, advice uh, position, but comes out sideways. Mm-hmm. There's some good ones in there. Uh, yeah, it's a lot well, of reading. I'll start with yours. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We have the Page of Coin, the King of Swords, the Lovers, and the World. I'm just going to kind of like look at them and see what I get. Okay. The page of coins, um, I think is about, oh man, I'm nervous. Hold on. I'm actually going (laughs) to, page of coins, I'm trying to see if that represents you or somebody else, Um, because pages are kind of like um, really, really young, eager, enthusiastic to um, like eager to learn knights tend to be like a little bit hasty so i'm going to say that the page of coins is you and there's like still like a little bit of innocence and naivety um but just due from like lack of experience i don't actually think that that is you i think that was you um the fact that it goes from the page of coins to like the king of swords the king of swords is like i'm going to say your spirit guide and more so than it being your spirit guide, I'm just seeing it. Um, it's a spirit guide, but the spirit guide has like kind of like benchmark where he was stopped in his life. He's benchmarked that place for you, and you're gonna like you're destined to be the king of swords, but to go further than this person. So this is like kind of like the person that you're gonna be when you're mature. And the King of Swords is somebody who is obviously mature, a master of words and um, speaking, saying what they mean, meaning what they say, doing as they say that they're going to do it, and like having the wisdom to know how to commit to it. Um, so what's interesting is, is how we have a page and a king, but there's no knight. So right now you're really the knight. You were the page of coins, and the page of coins would speak to um, your yearning to make a mark for yourself in the material world, to, to be more comfortable in the material world, to have like a more set path. You know, um, you're obviously still kind of lollygagging and like lost, and and you had the intention though to set 
forth on the path toward, um, you know, not just economic stability, but just being more grounded, um, being more in tune with the earth, being more in tune with your surroundings. Um, and then we have the King of Swords, which I am just feeling that's like who you're going to end up being. And we'll get to that point. We'll get to that in the future uh, of this reading. Now, in the middle, oh, hi, kitty. Um, in the middle, we're missing the ninth. And I think the biggest problem in your life is like you don't have um, enough uh, mirroring or like colleagues that kind of reflect where you're truly at. Um, I think that going from like, well, we're going from like earth to air. And so elementally speaking, there is an identity, I don't want to say an identity crisis, but there's an identity marker missing. Um, it's kind of funny because you're like wearing like a senior shirt right now, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I know that you're a Pisces, but um, the theme for your life right now, elementally speaking, we don't really know what that is. And that's a-okay. Well, that actually, is... I've been getting intuitive guidances for my rising, which is Leo. I've been getting a lot of, like, repetition things telling me to embrace my fire a little bit more, which I'm oh, nice. very not understanding. Even my hair is growing out like a lion. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just noticed that, like, the other day. I'm like, huh. Oh, that's <laughs> but, cool. Uh, yeah, I've been getting a lot of, like, nudges to embracing my fire. And, you know, I'm a water sun moon uh mercury and venus they're they're all pisces oh wow and then uh leo rising which is like it's a very stacked uh i know dude you're like a grilled fish yeah it's very hairy grilled fish very hairy grilled fish (laughs) (laughs) her man (laughs) oh my god don't even (laughs) so okay well um that's really really cool so i guess then um you're saying that you have the intuitive like guidance to know where your element is and that's really cool Mm -hmm. um and i think the you're going to end up being a a master of the air as well like Meaning you're going to master your thoughts. Actually visualize that card as would be considered an air card because that's like the thought. The thought pattern. field. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on to the two major arcana cards that I saw. Um, we have the world and the lovers. Um, now... <laughs> Let me try to, like, get my body to see what I'm getting about this. Okay. Intuitively, what I'm getting, and folks, he and I had talked before this, so this isn't, like, coming completely out of the ether, but um, I will say what I have to say. Um, The Lover's card is about choices and 
Um, it's the card of Gemini, so it's kind of like there's like a twofold energy with it. Um, it's definitely another like air airy card, but it's the choice of choosing to love in a relationship or continue down your own path. Mm -hmm. um, and I think some people kind of describe the choosing to go down your own path as selfish, but it's actually really not. It's just, it's just about lifestyle choice. Literally that piece of advice I've, I've handed out to two different people today. Literally I said they were, I was trying to help encourage them to make a decision that was kind of hard, but it was a decision that was necessary. They had to put themselves first and they just were like, I feel like an asshole doing this or like, you know, or, or whatever. And I'm like, it can feel and seem really selfish. So I, I got to listen to my own advice sometimes. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. putting yourself first isn't selfish. If anything, it's the opposite. It's putting yourself first so you can be the best person you can be for your life and to the people around you. If you're not doing that, then you're not at your best. And Right. Yeah, it really hits home. Had to pause for a second there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just let it soak in. <laughs> so then, um, but here's like the weird part. Because um, like if you look at both these cards, they both have two people in them. Mm -hmm. and it looks like they're this... balancing on one and falling in the other. Is that right or am I seeing that weird? No, you're seeing it wrong. Oh. Uh, well, one of them is like Beauty and the Beast. Huh. Oh, okay. Wait, now I see. Wow, yeah, yeah. It had to focus yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's a beautiful card. Love the red. Yeah. And so it's the beast choosing to tame himself within the confines of a relationship um, in this card. And, um, and then we have the world card, which normally the world card is just like a chick dancing by herself. But in this, it's like two people dancing together, mm -hmm. dancing they're, on water. Is their feet on floating gourds? Is that what yeah. that is? That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. They look like pears or boobs to me. But <laughs> I got <laughs> gourds out of it. <laughs> um, and they look to be, you know, like an adult couple, like, who know how to dance and are fairly like in tune. So, um, yeah, I think within the confines of relationship, you kind of gain the world. Um, is kind of the theme that I'm seeing. And I would say that is my reading for you. Okay. All right. Well, are you ready? Uh, for your reading? Sure. Real hold on to your butts. Right up there, we got the chariot. Let me try and get this at a better angle for you. You see that all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the chariot. Uh... I want to say it's some kind of catalyst uh, that you're on in life. I, uh, it's like, I'm going to read the meaning for it on here. It's uh, being paraded to the streets. The hero of the card reflects congratulations for a high achievement and serves as a 
Sign of empowerment. Huge wheels and frisky steeds speed the rate at which the driver's willpower can be realized. This kind of charge makes more of the world accessible to one ambitious enough to seize the chariot's reins. Um, extra attentive to the way ahead. What I'm kind of getting out of it, at least intuitively, because you, I feel like it's you got that intuition to move from across country, you know, and this is me knowing details about your life. So I guess it's, you know, little not fair, but also I just, I feel like it has to deal with, with embracing that decision and kind of taking that path. And it's showing that the chariot is a, uh, it's taking you down a journey that is spiritually and also in other ways, uh, helping you to become more empowered, uh, and have more trust and faith in, Having more trust and faith in your intuitive guidances as well. I just kind of got that one. Maybe you might be having some kind of like doubts about your intuitions at times or challenging them, uh, selecting certain ones. Just kind of getting that out of there. So yeah, I think it's the the chariot is kind of representing just that that whole decision to make that move and to kind of just ride that, that wave. Uh, so the next one comes the wheel of fortune, which, uh, is very, I love the artwork for this one. <laughs> it's, it's just so, uh, so much. Is the wheel of fortune. I got to, Gotta read the Wheel of Fortune. Because uh, your oracle is be your best self always. Um, just to remember that. There it is. So the Wheel of Fortune. The central theme of this, of the Wheel of Fortune card is cyclical change. The wheel keeps on rolling, turning events in a ceaseless progression of ups and downs, either way freeing us from the past. No one can escape its cyclical action, which can feel somewhat terrifying. No matter whether we are rising or falling, uh, whether it's sharps or flats, uh, when <laughs> one is balanced on top of the wheel, there is a moment of crystal clarity. However... The only part of the wheel that's actually not going up and down is the hub, which represents your eternal self. Every one of us will occupy all uh, all the points on the wheel at one point or another. The cycle of the wheel is in its lesson, and we can learn to take comfort in it. If you don't like the look of things right now, just wait. Things will change, of course, if you do like the look of things right now enjoy it while it lasts because it will change too all things must pass you know um i think that you know this card is kind of talking about maybe you're going through a lot of different trials and tribulations and it's been a lot of struggling with closure uh maybe letting go of uh maybe certain blessings that are kind of 
kind of working their way out of your life and maybe there's like a, a, a resistance to that and maybe like an attempt to kind of hold on to those things which might make things worse and there's also kind of a resistance to letting or a resistance to accepting maybe some of the uh, more challenging uh, situations like conflicts or, or living environments that are kind of uh, maybe feel like they're out of your control. So it's been kind of hard to kind of accept those things, but recognizing that everything's changing, you know, whether it be good or whether it be bad things or things that you enjoy or don't enjoy, it's kind of, you can find the balance in your eternal self in finding comfort and safety in the good or the bad simply based on the recognition of uh, this too shall pass type of mentality. That's kind of what I'm getting there. Mm. The next card is Mother Wind. Uh-oh. Getting Oedipus vibes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your reaction was so, like... <laughs> the cat's, like, 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 tearing up, like, Toying with a roach right now. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like my, like my phobia. But yeah, keep going. Uh, Mother Wind is kind of like the queen uh, of swords. So uh, it's representing the energy of a queen. This feminine power was traditionally known as a widow. Uh, crone or divorce. In modern times, she can be viewed as a model of self-sufficiency, independence, and intelligence. She often has extremely high standards due to her subtle sensitivities, which can be perceived by those around her and being critical or hard to please. Her motive is to refine the world, to upgrade people's understanding so that everyone can have the space they need to become fully themselves. So I'm kind of getting that this energy is kind of one of those things that you're moving into with the you know, the whole, like, pathway of the ch- the current chariot that you're riding, that wave. Um, well, that's actually, that's actually, like, my mom. Oh, uh, really? Like, yeah. Huh. How so, do you mean? Well, it's funny, because you're, like, I'm getting Oedipal vibes or whatever, which uh-huh. I definitely don't literally want to have sex with my mother, but <laughs> I didn't move away from uh-huh. California where she's at, so... And, you know, I feel like uh, the Oedipus uh, complex gets a bad rep, but it's ultimately like, you know, we inevitably subconsciously seek partners that uh, remind us of our parents, not in like a sexual way, but in like the their strengths are, their weaknesses. What you find that you appreciate in a woman, say, are, you know, things that maybe were your mother's strengths or things like that. It's not as that weird. Uh, yeah. Like, the, um, and there could be a lot of things there where maybe you're having a larger distance than you've had with her maybe ever or, or for a long period of time. So, like, a lot of those things that maybe you didn't realize, you kind of both depended on each other in a lot of ways. And now that there's a bigger distance, you're kind of having to struggle in overcoming the things that you didn't realize were both, uh, you guys were both, uh, gaining from each other's presence so when that's not there maybe some of those trials and tribulations are actually little uh ways of you learning how to do certain things or how to cope with certain things that that you're uh 
mother had validated for you or given you, and I don't know, maybe that's, uh, so it's like, she's wearing, like, a yellow dress and, like, dancing in this, like, cloud of, like, like, I don't even know, like, of, like, rainbow, rainbow-esque, uh, like, watercolor paint type of stuff, which is, like, yeah. it's, like, a really soft and joyful card. So it could just be maybe you're recognizing a lot of the strengths that maybe you gained from your mother as you're kind of out and doing this whole wave uh, uh, on your own. You're finding that maybe there's a lot of things that your mother did that now you're starting to recognize and appreciate that maybe you didn't understand before. Right. All right, then this next guy is the Six of Fire, the glory card. The glory hole. Sorry, I, it I'm was listening. Too easy. <laughs> it was too easy. Uh, six of fire. This is a really cool card too. I just like, I just want to show it to you. Just look at that. Like, yeah, it's great. Uh, the six of fire is basically a six of wands. That's the suit, most often called wands, and sometimes called rods and staves. It's the respect and acknowledge you to you for your efforts to solve the problems of your community. The image is usually of a victory parade after the celebrated leader helped troops win a pivotal battle. It took the whole tribe to win the victory, of course, but it was the leader's heroism, clarity under pressure, that inspired them to overcome. The team is thrilled that the leader led them to victory. This card points to a time to let everyone relax and celebrate. If you are the leader, let them applaud you. They are seeing their better selves reflected in you. So, um, well, I think it's a great card to like leave it on a note of victory parade and mm-hmm. kind of showing that, that there's going to be fruits uh, to the labor that you've bared through this this time, which, you know, maybe it's the... Uh, uh, album that you've been working on and the maybe there's several other different things that maybe you've been uh, going through that I don't even really know about because I feel like there's something else in there that maybe like I want to say like a like a relationship but like maybe like successful like business partnership some kind of like partnership that maybe you've been struggling with maintaining or really feeling like you have uh, I have like a uh, steady kinship with a steady uh business relationship with maybe it's going to finally kind of close in like a, a deal will be signed that will kind of like close you in with something or maybe but i'm definitely getting that's kind of like the futuristic end of this kind of wave uh, and i think that a lot of the things that maybe you have value in your mother that maybe you haven't necessarily recognized are strengths and different energies that you've kind of learned or, or personality uh, traits that will help you kind of get there. Maybe, you know, some like very strong, like I feel like is your mom like a really like a, she's not afraid to say what the hell's on her mind. Yeah. 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 I'm the same. Yeah. I, I was like, um, I'm going to stop you. Cause I was like, um, in the beginning I was like trying to be cool and go with the flow. And I got a reading from a friend. She's like, you know, I hate to break it to you. You're just not a free spirit. You know, it's um, because I'm really not like 
I mean, like I've always like partied and stuff like that, but I, like if I it was like more of like a networking thing. Um, but I really wanted to like get down to work, let's you know. And um, musicians just kind of want to hang. It's like the whole excuse for a mm-hmm. lot of them doing what they like. They love the gig. They like work hard, but they really love the hang. And it's like I don't like the hang. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, I had to learn how to hang out just for the sake of hanging out. Mm-hmm. In so order to like, like necessary socialization things like. I feel like you're a lot like Dev in that matter, where it's like kind of like you can have a good time while you're like there, but then like second you're kind of not feeling, you're just kind of like, well, I'm done. Yeah, you know, it's honestly kind of a strength to some degree because people like like myself just didn't know when to fucking quit. I would be like, just keep going, keep going. Then I realized made an ass of myself and like everybody, whatever doesn't make it doesn't matter. But uh, that's kind of cool though. Oh yeah. Very, very good. Um, I kind of felt like I was having trouble reading the, uh, the, the other five. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. It's going to take like 30 minutes to read. Yeah, no um, you know, it can. I mean, Eight of Fire is. Uh, what, what was Fire? Thank you. Eight of Wands? Yeah, Eight of Wands. I know what that is. Like, things moving swiftly. Then, um... Then the next one being, um... The Magus in reverse. reverse. Yeah. It's like not using... Ah! I I fucking hate roaches, dude. I hate them. I hate them so bad. I hate them. (laughs) It wasn't even a roach. It was just my, uh... It was just my cord... My cat is like toying with one instead of just killing it. It's just like, yeah, cats are, cats are weird. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They are. My neighbor's cat used to leave birds at her doorstep. I don't like like a whole ass robin. Yeah. But all right, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, I love you guys. <laughs> so you know. Um. The mag is in reverse. Uh, am I supposed to be finding the magus? Oh, I mean, well, I, I found it. I found it kind of weird. Like I pulled out four, then you pulled out four. And I'm wondering, did the extra five come out at the same time? The I like reacted to the four that came out, and like I just went to go like put them back in the deck, and like literally like they all landed right in my hand, but then like the other five literally just like it literally like shot out. Like, oh, okay. So like I I I don't like to draw too many cards, but like they really felt like they were like pulled out of the deck. Oh, okay. Um, well, so maybe this well. is just like an overall for like both of us, even. Right. Right. Um, the the lovers in the reverse would be like going your own way. The magus reverse, the magician reverse. Um, going off of memory, hold on. I think that would mean like not using. Um, like it's like either your mentor 
um, not giving good advice or you not listening to your mentor's advice. Like, I definitely have an issue there. <laughs> like, I feel like I try to listen, then I get distracted, and I feel rude to ask them to repeat, so then I just, like... Yeah. I, I mean, communications long. blocks, deceit, ill intentions, lack of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then the lovers reversed. Oh, wait, wait, before that, you got the three of wind already? There's a three of, um... What is wind? Three of swords in reverse. Oh, oh, three of swords in reverse? And recognition is written at the bottom of this deck. Is that three of uh, swords? Yeah, the three of wind is three of swords. Okay, that's actually good. Okay, that means like um, negative partnerships walked away from. So whatever negative influence. Oh, God. I thought that was like three. Okay. I was like... (laughs) In, I felt like I was like going to the meeting. Yeah, Someone is reverse... clearing, feelings yeah. are mending, communication yeah. skills are improving. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, th- th- this is good. And oh, then paranoia that... are diminishing as well. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then um <laughs> then it's the lovers in reverse. The lovers in reverse, uh, which just means harmony needs to be restored. Okay. And then um, the last one is one of water, open channel. That's, that just means like a new emotional frontier, like an emotional reset and a new beginning with like balanced emotions. Uh, so it's like a like a beautiful restart to whatever rela- like relationship. So it's like the four cards we got that we read for each other are kind of like what we're going through and this is like the aftermath. Mm-hmm. So it means like things are going to come together like really, really quickly. Um, and this specific and then, card highlights it being an open channel. Well, open channel, that's like emotional communication, mm-hmm. emotional well-being. Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of, like, communication issues, and, and a lot of the troubles caused by that are maybe the three of wind in reverse, uh, the three of swords in reverse is kind of helping to restore the harmony of the lovers in reverse. Yeah, because the, yeah, the three of swords can be, like, a relation, like, like... I'm trying to think of like we'll segue this into the hero's journey, but this is kind of like like let's say like you and your team like that you're working with like got like a million dollars and like everybody bought houses and it's like shit now we have we won and we got this million dollars now we have to like pay bills and it's like we all just want to chill but we find out we have to like work more. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. we don't get to, like, enjoy it, and then, like, we're at each other's throats because it's like, ah, oh, we just, you know. That's literally been, like, an issue that, like, I've been kind of going through. Because, like, we all had 2020 where, mm-hmm. like, nobody could work really hardcore. Um, there wasn't really much to do, like, indoor things. Like, it was, I feel like I spent a lot of time, like, just going to, like, the metro parks or, like, the, like, Lake Erie. Uh, and, like, didn't, couldn't work as much. And, like, now shifting back from that, it's, like, it feels like. Like the summer of 2020 was this like magical time, but really it was like it's all over the place. But and now those issues are kind of like now it's just constantly working and exhaustion, and like the weather's always been bad, and so it feels like a lot of like transitioning back into regular society has been like kind of a rough speed bump. Yeah, like I've had to do a lot of um, checking of my own ego. Um, cause I had, 
no idea like well you were working during covid right uh, i was and i wasn't like okay. with fema yes but then when we got back there was like a like a dull period where i could like work like once uh, every like two weeks okay yeah um so i haven't had like a steady job since covid because i took you know the resources that i got during covid um, i'd lost you know my job um because of covid and i took the resources i got with covid and put it into <laughs> all these apps and loops and 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 stuff and definitely like wasted some money but you know studio time and um and so um every i find that like when i came out here i get everything like just as i need it which is great um but a lot of my friends are working and i'm just free to work on like creative endeavors but i'm trying to make this like my intention is to do like the most i can with it and that means make it making it my career I mean, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to do that. I, I, mean, I definitely know I can make, like, a good mark. Mm-hmm. Um, more than a mark, I feel like I could really, like, change the landscape of how music is made and how people perceive it. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantees in life. I don't want to give that too much energy. And then, like, um, I feel like there's, in the, like, the world of musical creation, there's a lot of uh, friendly enemies that can be made from, like, uh, what's the word out? Uh, basically from creative resentments formed by people that are, you know, like they see the like progressions that you're making, like the, the, like these very unique and your own expressions of things. And other people within the creative sphere might get resent that and make attempts to kind of sabotage you or or take shocks at the career. So I feel like there's a lot of challenges and hurdles in that. I just wanted to like throw that in there. Yeah, you know it's like funny that you say that because like I learned like that uh, like you yeah that shit definitely hurts. You can't react to it. You gotta like always bet on yourself and like you always gotta keep moving. And I was getting mad at my friend because I felt like he was being really heartless. You know, I um and I felt like my ego started. To, I started becoming like like an egomaniac in a way. Where, I definitely felt times where, like, I, I didn't let myself express it, but I felt my ego, like, talking to me, like, yo, he should be grateful, to blah, 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 and I'm doing this, and blah, 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 and it's like, wait a minute, like, you're not working. You're just, like, living in a studio, and, like, this person is, like, supporting, like, a wife. He's, like, he's, like, making, he's, like, making everybody's records. He's recording your record for, like, a quarter of the price that he charges everybody else because he's your friend, and it's, like... It was one of those situations, like, I'm mad because I feel like he's not giving me his all, but he's giving me, like, this massive discount. And, like, That is definitely, kind of... like, a human ego, like, thing. You know, you're given some leeway, and then you're like, oh, where is it all? Like, it, yeah. you can't really help it to some extent, but you can recognize it. Yeah. And so. he um, just took it all in stride and just kind of, like, responded when he wanted to, didn't respond when he didn't want to, and then, like, I would see the people that he was working with, see how busy he was, and it's like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, you know, he was he was my friend first, and so I think um, I didn't really know him as a professional, and as a professional, he's, like, a real badass, and I didn't, I had no idea how, how big of a deal he was, and so he responded in kind like a friend. He didn't respond in kind like I was, like, a prima donna, uh, like client or something like that. I don't, 
great, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like like his life hasn't been easy. People who have been working like since the middle of COVID till now, like I feel like summer they didn't like really get a break. Like I know some people that went on vacation or whatever, but like a lot of people that have responsibility and jobs and are tied down and I, I hate that I sound like this, <laughs> but um, like we're going to go back into life full swing. I don't know if it's going to be like, it's never going to feel normal because normal was always like just a race. Well, I mean that we were like, we, we had how many centuries of like uninterrupted, we had basically a one whole century of uninterrupted societal matrix conditioning. And we were given one year, 2020, like off from that, where we, we weren't like, really allowed to work to that extent and now we're going back it's just never gonna it's like when you like taste the red pill a little bit like you can't unsee it no matter how hard you try you can't unsee like we yeah yeah we don't have to do any of this shit (laughs) yeah it's dangerous but it's powerful because it really I think it woke a lot of people up I mean, right. literally, just the the ability to actually have time to spend with themselves, with their families. I think a lot of people also broke during that time. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of demons come out of people, like uh, domestic violence and suicide increased. We also see a lot of people like massive career changes and like like huge life shifts and you know, making moves across the country. You know, like those are all really like. Uh, they resulted from that opportunity of, of not being so heavily focused on this, like, well, I have to, you know, I have to work and put a put my debt into society. And, like, we just kind of got away from that. And it's like, oh, fuck that shit. Like, I know I went through yeah. that with high school. I, you know, do a bunch of, like, acid and fucking smoke pot. You're the most rebellious person in the world in your head. You know, your ego is like, yeah. But uh, now it's kind of just really actually being able to see that i don't know yeah Um, so yeah you were talking about the heroic journey i just wanted to kind of uh, i just kind of wanted to remember that or were you going to talk a little bit more about the uh, tarot oh well i mean they're kind of just they're kind of like one and the same. The major arcana is the hero's journey. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I have like a little blurb I can write. I can read to you that I wrote down. Um, so the major arcana is like the big picture events in the hero's journey. Um, and they represent the arc, the archetypical themes in the soul's journey. And there's 22 major arcana. And then the minor arcana... Um, which are divided into four suits or four seasons, actually. Wands, cuffs, coins, swords, they're the everyday actions and short-term influences. Um, They're like the daily life stuff that you run into. And they represent the 52 weeks plus the four extra days of the week. Um, Yeah. So once you start thinking of it like that, it's like, 
the the like meaning that goes into like all the, the symbolism and stuff. Like, a lot of that shit goes right over your head, and you say that, and it's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, hold on, let me say it. So the fool's you. Um, this is rep- we're, going, we're going to talk about the major arcana. So the fool represents you or the person in question. The twelve. 12 of the cards represents the 12 constellations, like the 12 yeah, zodiacs. zodiacs. Yeah. yeah. And then eight of them represents the natural light-giving bodies, like, uh, like the sun, the moon, the planets. Okay. Thing. One represents fate or time, and then there's like a trump card. But all that, I guess, equals 22. Um, um the fool has like a big zero over its head um, in the traditional tarot, and that's like a placeholder. Um, and the tarot wasn't actually created, by the way, for divination. It was created to preserve sacred knowledge in the world when the powers that be were like attempting to cut off the pipeline of information to the masses for huh. whatever reason. Interesting so, time for tarot to become relevant again, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was probably relevant the whole time, but... Yeah. So the major arcana, like I said, it's like the big picture stuff, and it represents the natural progression of the transformation of, of the psyche through nature. Right? <laughs> and then we have... Um, so, you know... Uh, we have the minor arcana, which have different themes or seasons. Um, so, obviously, swords would be winter. I think pentacles might be autumn. Wands would be uh, summer. I mean, and cups okay. would be spring. Yeah. I think. I think. I haven't. I actually didn't see that. Um, but I know that they are representative of the four seasons. And depending on where you are, that would change. So for me, spring would be wet because that's when it rains. Mm-hmm. Um, summer would be fire. It's like hot. And then, um, you know, fall is like harvest time. Yeah. And then winter. It's like harvest and like death. Like it, yeah. Uh, or, uh, yeah. And then pentacle, like hall, so that'd be pentacles because that's earth. Okay. Um, swords, it's like you cut down the harvest, so that's winter. Cups, water, so that's would be spring. Yeah, it's, it's uh, bearing. Uh, it's like water. Fruits and consumption, uh, blooming and rebirth. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah. So the major arcana has 22 cards, but it goes from 0 to 21 um, in terms of, like, numbers. 0 is, like, the cosmic egg. 0 doesn't exist. It's a placeholder for things unmanifest. So it's like the fool, um, like, you got to think about, like, Dorothy and Toto. Uh If you look at a traditional fool... Uh, tarot card is like that he's like walking and he's not a care in the world and he has his like dog by his side you know who that dog represents Anubis now Anubis or Sirius or the constellation Sirius the 
so in ancient Egypt, you don't have to remember all this stuff just for the hero's journey. I'm just giving you like a little background, but <laughs> the informative. <laughs> the um the the dog the guide dog you know that's god you know that's her conscience um anubis is the guide through the underworld that that basically takes you up to get your heart weighed and so dorothy um through trying to save toto and um goes through i was gonna say neverland but i always get this it goes through oz or whatever and then mm. has her heart weighed by the uh, the wizard who ends up just being like a dude and then um, she gains the world at the end by clicking her heels she's able to go back home to the world that she mm-hmm. wants to where she could go there all along and that's why it starts with the fool and then ends with the world okay um, so like the fool is kind of like like un- untapped potential in a way that's why it's a zero it's kind of just potential hasn't gone anywhere and the destination is the world yeah. it's everything like everything and nothing yeah. wow that's like another depth there i didn't even yeah so <laughs> let me pull up the the hero's journey table oh yeah cool 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 cool, cool. found it <laughs> Um, check your messenger. I'm gonna link you to this website. Oops. Oh yeah, it's just the same one from earlier. The Henrietta Lacks. <laughs> each major arcana have its own like journey like along yeah it's a it's each major arcana is like is is numbered zero through yeah fucking kill that thing cat uh zero to (laughs) twenty uh one um and it's uh it's actually like a numerical sequence oh okay the fool is like basically an expression of like god like that Divine, blissfully ignorant, uh, that or just the, the blissfully ignorant because the the, the, the yeah, just like that blissful joyfulness because you're just so unaware, yeah, it's totally unaware of the hardships that you're about to face. Yeah. God damn, that brings back a memory. The first tarot reading I ever got. So I was channeling at that time, and I had channeled uh, the the title of this uh, holy section of channeling that I did was like the first major session was the book of the fool. And at that time I didn't even know that tarot, like I didn't even really think about tarot. And I had went to this, the beings of light expo that came into town and uh, I got a pregnant woman to read my tarot. I just thought that was an interesting detail. And the first card she drew was the fool. And I was like amazed. Cause I literally had the book of the fool, like in my bag, like my backpack and like, uh, at that time, like, I was so unaware of the hardships that I was literally about to go through. Like, like life took me on, like, 
huge ass journey in this. Like I was starting in this new relationship, all that stuff. It was just kind of cool to see in retrospect, like just like, I don't know. Cause like her tarot reading as she was doing like the overall energy of my, cause it was my first reading. She did some like, I mean, there was like a lot going on there, but mm-hmm. it was basically talking about like that, but I didn't even really understand that until like just now you said mm-hmm. that. And I got remember like, I like this. I like, I like they were doing this. Yeah. Um, check your messenger again. I, just sent, I think I just sent you a picture of the hero's journey. And, like, it follows the pattern of the the fool's journey, like, to a T. Hold on. I think I... Actually, wait. I can find, like, a better picture. Tarot. Like such a spaz sometimes, but you gotta get the right thing out there. While you're doing that, I'll just start, like, uh, going on, like, a little thing here about uh, why I asked earlier about angels. Uh, It's, like, I feel like I was going through, like, a really, like, really, like, heavy series of, like, things that were happening that were, like, really testing, like, really pushing me to my limit. And uh, basically, to cut it short there was like just like a person that like manifested into my life that I'd never seen before. And then like just some of the things that they had said had like led me to this, like, like really like weird, like I was just stuck in my head thinking about like like prayer. And, uh, which is like, I always was like, yeah, I pray, but like, I never really like took it like, I guess that seriously. I kind of like mocked myself a little bit about it. And like, I had like a little intuition to read, um, I don't know where my book is, so I don't remember the exact um, the exact thing. But basically, it took me directly into the first part of the Bible, uh, the New Testament, where it said, it was like uh, Matthew like 5, 3, or something like that, like chapter 5, verse 3. It was like or one of those. And it was literally the start of the Our Father, and then it talked about how, like, uh, if you are praying your prayer but without like a full heart without your actual heart in it the prayer is empty but if you truly believe that you're praying to the lord thy god and that god will come and blanket you with serenity and grace and like it's like this whole thing about just like being able to appreciate prayer is what brings the power and and your genuine and it all just came from like a random person that i met i'm cutting the story really short but like i just I, i genuinely think that person was at least like some kind of an embodiment of an angel because it like took me out of this really dark place. Right, right. Yeah. Um. How did you feel like when you were talking to him? Because when uh-huh. I experience talking to those people, like my head always is like really light. It's like it's, it's actually really very comfortable. It was a female. She was like. 
it was just very comfortable. Like, I felt, like, very not threatened. I felt very just, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like I, like, had known the person. But I, I know that I never actually met this person. It was just kind of, like, it was, like, totally out of the blue. And, like, just, like, it was uh, at work. I had worked on a different shift. And, like, the, the group that I was put with is so many people that I don't really work with. And this person just was, like, super comfortable and welcoming. I never... You know, met uh, her before, and she was like supposed to become a nun, and like didn't. But it's a long story, whatever. But like very, very like rich faith, and like I guess I had not been really like uh, I've I've been kind of like you know straying with my faith in terms of like spirituality and and and, and divine unity and and God that kind of like thing, and just like. This is like totally comfortably confident faith just like like lit something in me and I literally had opened a Bible for the first time in like a decade. And it took me right to a place talking about like why I struggle with prayer and, and what the intention and what the motivation is for the prayer and why to do it and and what will come of it. It's like this like wow. It just like really brought me into this like I don't know, this is really cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. Purity of heart through prayer. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, people take faith for granted so much, but it's like, like what about lack of faith? Those people are miserable fucks. Are they just like, a pessimist? It's like, nothing means anything. It's like, you ever just like say something like, everything happens for a reason to a person that like, is just like so full of like the love of God, that, that like divine energy. Like they say that you see yeah. the spark and it's just like it's at a higher vibration. I guess. I Sorry, I wasn't on that track while you were looking for the image. We can go back to that now. Oh, no worries. No worries. There was a, there's not a good one in English that shows the hero's journey and the tarot, um, but they are connected. Um, so I showed you, there was a picture that I sent in your messenger that um, just as the hero's journey, maybe uh, click on that. We'll start there. Yeah, this one, right? Yeah. It's like we have the hero, oh, which one. is the fool. Um, the call to adventure. Um, and that's like being like asked to leave your comfortable home world for a reason. We have like the crossing the threshold, which is like leaving the world that you're used to. Then we have the trials and tribulation. Then we have the abyss where everything like just falls apart. The mentor is killed or, you know, their girlfriend like dark night, the yeah. dark night of the soul type of energy. If this is where they have, um, so this would, this card I think would be the tower in the tarot, in the major arcana. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, you know, this is basically having like your self-identity taken away. And now in a traumatic state, you have to choose right or left, choose a red pill or the blue pill, choose who you're going to be. And then you're going to have the metamorphosis where you're like choosing to be the hero. Like I'm going to choose to get through this, but then um, something else catastrophic will happen. So this is like the point where, um, you know, I guess Neo would have Morpheus like captured from him. But no, the, the abyss would be like Neo, like Morpheus gets captured um, and he loses his mentor, and his mentor has been taken hostage. 
Um, and then, Neo like, tries to be a hero, comes to try and save him, and then doing so, like, kills him. Like, yeah, and that's ultimate boom. And then, um, like, Trinity is the one who, like, restores love to him. So this is, like, the atonement phase, and it's, like, because of his Neo's heart, like, he is loved, and that love brings him back to life and reminds him of who he is. And so then um, he defeats the enemy that's called, like, the gift of the goddess, um, which isn't in this um, wheel. But then, you know, he gets... He gets the girl, he gets his mentor back, and then um, he crosses the threshold again and returns back to his new home world. So he has like a new homeostasis at the end of the journey. And that would be the... So it's like you leave, the fool is in the egg, he leaves the egg, goes down this... Now, the this looks like a circle or a wheel, but it's actually kind of like a slinky where it spirals upward. Listen, now we're getting into spiral dynamics territory. Remember I was telling you guys about that? Like the first time I had you and Spooko on together. Oh yeah. Uh, Spiral Dynamics is, is it shows like the the a color coded spiraling like uh, helix of human spirituality and the progression of our like comprehension and how that makes our desires and what we find important. At least it's, I mean it's a little bit different in terms of what the tarot is representing, but it's still that like the progression of a spiral. Uh, right, kind of caught my attention. Absolutely, yeah. Was, I think, you, yeah, maybe you'd be the one who like planted that seed. They <sighs> definitely use that in my course. <laughs> so, um, so then, um, yeah, yeah. So we've gone gone over the hero's journey. And that's basically what the major arcana is. The major arcana represents each um, archetype that you are going to encounter along the way in the hero's journey, and each. Um, personality type in each situation that you're going to encounter on the journey um, to becoming the hero. Wow. Okay. So put when you put it when you're putting it that way, like that helps me be able to understand like the reading so much more than like me sitting there and trying to like read the card and then being like, oh, so like maybe this. Like I, I always feel so kind of like unconfident because yeah, yeah, yeah. like how little I actually understand the cards. Right. And then, okay, okay, here's the crazy part. Remember that old adage that healing is non-linear? Mm-hmm. This is why we shuffle the cards. And then, so it's like, um, you're basically attributing, this will give you, help you with like your, like, with your um, psychic intuition a little bit. Um, but if you get like a major arcana card, and you're able, you get like a few of them, you're able to see like, if they're going forwards or backwards, dependent on how the cards are laid out. So let's say that, like, um, the first card you get is death, which is, like, you know, in the middle of the deck. It's like, wait, hold on. Well, it's, like, towards the end of the deck. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, after that, you get the fool. It's like you're telling them that you can tell them they're going to be, like, starting, like, a new cycle after death. Um I don't know. I don't know if that that analogy made sense, but um, well, no, I assume, like either they start up at the world and then like the tower and then the fool, and it's showing like massive deep progression and yeah, which yeah. like I mean, just a drastic. Okay, that's kind of interesting to see how like when they're laid out that way, like wow. Huh. 
And that's kind of like, too, I like how, like, some decks kind of represent uh, a very, like, very specific interpretations of what that, like, that area is. Like, if you're using, like, a darker deck, uh, like, say you're using, like, uh, the Dark Crow deck versus using, like, like the Happy Sunshine Angelic deck, they're showing, like, like, I don't know, I have, like, the Deviant Moon deck, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily a dark deck, but I think it kind of shows you, like, in a light that is, like, more of a shadow self type of, uh, perspective where it's like a little bit of the harder truths of it so mm-hmm. like um i kind of like how that you know the, the artwork itself also is what's portraying the symbolism that uh, brings the card to life in the reading which by the way i just drew i just like drew one card out of here oh look at that three of swords mm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So Three of Swords is kind of like, I don't know, it reminds me of like the death card in a way. Um, but I don't know, like, so the minor arcana would like, um, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a daily nuisance. Like it could be like something you're dealing with like for a week or a month, but it's just, it's, like, definitely a card of heartbreak. Sorry, it's kind of turned into Wikipedia when I get external stimuli. You have to forgive me. Oh, you're fine. I don't know if I'm real, bro. I might be a program. You know, now that you mention it, that's all I'm going to be able to think about. <laughs> what? That, that you might be a program. I might be, dude. Like, John Lennon used an Epiphone because Epiphones at the at the time were more expensive than Gibsons and were considered upscale. Like, oh, oh. oh my god. <laughs> and then, you know, the music that I do is like sample based. Um, and I'm like working with computer. Like I can't play an instrument anyway. What do you mean? I'm creative to a degree, but like not, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. I might, I might malfunction. <laughs> I was just kind of going on a rant. I guess I'm tired. Yeah, it is pretty late. But I mean, like, I kind of enjoy the like weird shit that comes out from that. <laughs> um, yeah, it might be like, uh, like the Oracle's a program in the Matrix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little. Uh, Um, but I found the deviant moon meaning for uh, three of swords. It's uh, traditionally the three of swords signified separation or the breakup of a significant relationship, including the tragic emotions that come along with such an event. Some cards show the horizon filled with storm clouds and flashing lights. This one does. Uh, the positive side of this card would be the ending of draining or frustration, frustrating associations to become free again. One message this card brings is to cut some things loose. In spite of sentimental memories, the emotional attachments we need to let go of relationships that either cannot live up to their promise 
or have outlived the pleasure and support we once found in them. Man, that shit brought me a little bit of a tear. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, let me see what's going on here. You playing with more, uh, more cards? Yeah, you know. Just looking at your, <laughs> yeah. While we're going through the transition things. Yeah. Um. So now that you kind of have, um like a little bit more of like a frame of reference do you want to try like a like a two carter mm-hmm. well yeah the, the two carter <laughs> ten of swords in reverse it just makes everything look worse <laughs> well, ten of swords in reverse is good If we want, we could probably bring it down to an ending, or are we going to do, like, a little more on the minor arcana? We can... Well, for those who want to do the minor arcana, you should take my class. Yes, do that. That's what we'll (laughs) do. Take my class. This is the teaser. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, that was, was like, a very, very awesome, uh, like, like rap session. So Mm -hmm. I think I'm good with ending there. Yeah, me too. Awesome. All right, that's a uh, that's a little bit of the uh, the tarot and the heroic journey. Uh, we've been drinking hot tea, iced tea. <laughs> I wrote that because when I was I was at Devs when I was creating the name for it, and Dev was making iced tea, but it was boiling. Mm-hmm. It was stupid. But all right, sorry. Anyways. Hot iced tea could be spicy iced tea. Yeah. <sighs> Could you imagine a cayenne I've pepper, some yeah. cayenne pepper? All right, though. Thank you. I appreciate it. As always, you uh, never cease to keep me entertained. I have a whole rabbit hole of cell regeneration. Other stuff to go down to. <laughs> but, <laughs> Good to go all, right. Yeah. all right, man. All right, Peace. Yeah. Peace. Thank you.